One used to be more than one's an atheist If separation of church and prostate isn't what you think is best They're here to guide your way to talk about sex can be scary They're just two gals whose kink is being your missionaries Good afternoon, brothers and sisters Sup, sluts! Welcome to the Missionary Podcast I'm Sadie I'm Maddie And this is our mission I guess hey. I'll start with hi. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Sadie, episode four. Four is my favorite number. Is it? It's also yeah. Beyonce and Jay-Z's favorite number. So, how are you? I'm surviving. How are you? <laughs> That's the name of the game for so many people right now. It is. It's, you can usually get away with saying I'm good how are you you can't get away with that anymore because everyone knows you're lying there's too many documentaries on tv for us to just be thriving (laughs) have you not been on netflix do you not know that everything has a dark side apparently apparently also like have I not not been on netflix is the question um yes delete your facebook (laughs) turn off notifications for sure at least yeah I will say I have been feeling many feelings since recording this podcast many an old feeling some of them new I think all of them healthy it's put me in kind of a reflective state with some of this stuff again and it's not comfortable it it just goes to show the ups and downs of missing something missing an old life or I really connect to that book educated I don't know if you read I haven't read it but I I've got to with how much yeah. it comes up in our conversation I, know. I love it so much but she has this universal theme of how much do you owe to where you came from to be who you are at what point do you give up on being yourself to be who you're expected or your you know whatever you owe we feel like you owe somebody and stuff and so I do have echoes of that mm-hmm. with my connection to the church and my community and my family who are still members my friends who are still members and then my family who aren't members my friends who aren't members anymore it's just an interesting I keep thinking I'll just get to a point where I'm like this isn't a problem anymore and I I don't ever think about this and yet it's part of who I am it's it is which is funny because in high school when I'd be introduced I would pray my Mormon identity would come up later just say my name and then like wait till we got to know each other and then they'd tag me as Mormon <laughs> and then it, what would happen instead is this is my friend Sadie she's Mormon but she's cool oh, can't you just like <laughs> say she's cool and then because the follow-up question from everyone was always like oh what you're Mormon how many moms do you have can't we just make friends and then you know the irony of all that is that now I find myself introducing myself to people feeling like I'm mentioning Mormonism so early in the conversation <laughs> now I think it pretty much represents a lot of my personality and my behavior and my just upbringing. So it comes up way sooner than I would expect it to most of the time. I used to be so worried about having to represent the church so early and getting to know someone. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of welcoming it when it comes up in conversation. I never will escape that chunk of my development. No, I mean, it's a big part of who you are. It's I think everybody has that, you know? 100%. And I think it's probably unique to each Mormon, whether they're transitioning in or transitioning out of the church. I think it's diff- unique to that person because I, I think my transition and my closeness to it still was because I 
worked so hard when I was in it. I've got notebooks of thoughts and jots and journals, scriptures. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, so much stuff. So that's the other reason too. Is I put in the hours, and I've done the I've done the knocking on doors. Yeah. I didn't serve a mission, but I did that, and I've done so many different projects. Anyway, right. you get the idea. It's really interesting the fact that you left the church, but these things are still, like we said, a part of who you are, and also it doesn't yeah. have to be all or nothing. You can you can still carry things with you that you want to keep totally. carrying with you. I personally felt like I needed to do a rebuild, so I kind of went down to my I I want to just kind of see where the wind blows me. And mm-hmm. what ends up what ended up happening for me was I still landed kind of in a lot of the same areas. I do still value a lot of the same stuff. So and you know, if you grow up partying with baked goods <laughs> and Newsies, you know, honey, that's just there were worse things. A good time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, so. some of us weren't weren't raised Mormon and still did grow up with newsies and baked. <laughs> so we're... it's a fine line. Can we? I was in an all female production of Newsies at summer camp. Really? How was yeah. that? Well, it it's a funny show to do at an all girl summer camp. That's for sure. <laughs> It's literally just, an all-male cast. You went to all-girls summer camp? Yeah, honestly, only bad memories from that place, by the Did way. Did you know that Morins do an all-girls summer camp every year, too? Really? Yeah, we'll talk about that at some point. Okay. We got yeah. to. I mean, today I can't we, we kind of slated for love languages. Yeah, it felt relevant to us somehow. Yeah. I'm still finding people now that are adults who don't know what the love languages are. Mm-hmm. But I learned about them my freshman year at BYU-Idaho. My roommates were just like, What's your love language? So is that a big thing with... I assumed so. I think it's more just that dating and relationships are a big thing. Mm -hmm. Examining where you fit in, you know, is the the focus. But I recently discovered a version of love languages that I don't know if it's by a credible source. Turn on triggers. Love that. Which I I love it. It's in the quiz form. Of course it is. And I took it. And I learned some things. The separation of like expression of love or lust and like knowing where, mm-hmm. what your particular flavor is. Mm-hmm. Also, realizing, well, well, we'll get into this when we talk about ours, but mine, there's a lot of overlap, which I kind of didn't expect. What? Well, I think most people think they're one thing. You begrudgingly accept the one that you are. <laughs> That's... That is certainly how I feel. Even though, because I think you, you well, one, because we're just judgmental creatures, so we're already like, you stupid bitch, of course your physical touch. <laughs> you know? Physical touch is one of mine, mm-hmm. and I needed Same. to take the judgment off of myself because I hate when people have their hand on their partner as if they're going to float away <laughs> if they're not touching them at all times I hate that but apparently I want that have you ever had the, the float away touch someone keeping you no near? certainly not I think that's probably why I want it I gotta tell you it's it's a nice it's a nice anchor it really it's, does keep you from I floating mean, away it, I wouldn't right? I wouldn't know because maybe I would have floated you know if you don't know truly the the feeling of 
Security. All of that has to do with just wanting to feel secure for me. This is a personal story. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst um, getting to know Norm. Oh my god, I forgot. You forgot that. <laughs> yeah, same as Norm. <laughs> yes, Norm. You know, my significant other. We had very good communication about sex up front. It was really just easy to talk about and feel comfortable and all this stuff. So we were talking about it at one point. It wasn't like a heated combo. It was just like some communication about what we were liking that was happening. There was some stuff going well. Not to brag, but... <laughs> boy, was there some stuff going on. It was smooth sailing. Okay? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it was. <laughs> but it was. But we were having kind of a moment of talking about what we liked Honestly, I want to use specifics, but I can't remember them. I just remember that I said to him in the middle of this conversation, I just feel so comfortable with you. And he goes, that's so interesting. I think for women that he's been with most of the time, it's just about how comfortable they are. If you're just comfortable and there's like a level of security, (laughs) then it blows the door open on anything else. It also, I think that's because it's really... I know I can only speak for myself. It is really hard for me to feel comfortable around somebody in that in that way. Nothing else can happen unless you're comfortable and secure in a relationship. Yeah. And it's really hard to feel comfortable and secure in a relationship. Yeah. So, you know what? Tell me. I'll tell you right now. This is my <laughs> Dr. secret. Dr. Sadie. This is my secret to relationships. I'm giving <laughs> it away up front. I'm taking notes. It's vulnerable communication. Well, yeah, but you have to... What comes first, chicken or the egg? No, they ha- you have to get it and you have to give it. Right, but personally, I have to be comfortable in order to communicate vulnerably. There needs to be a base level of comfort and security in order for me to get to that place with somebody. I will say that makes sense. You're not just going to go first date, let me tell you my biggest fear, right? Or my darkest secret. Mm-hmm. That's too vulnerable. But I think in every stage, there's that vulnerable ledge that you alone can walk to regardless of what they're doing, right? So Mm -hmm. in the beginning, it could be, what are you looking for in a relationship? Oh my God, literally, I just tensed up like a little turtle. (laughs) That's not that vulnerable. You know what I mean? You don't have to say. It, It feels so vulnerable to me. I know that it's necessary. Maddie, what did I just say? The secret to relationship <laughs> is vulnerable communication. You got to feel a little vulnerable, come to that ledge. In in yoga they'll say, "Now come to your edge and then release whatever." And if they don't meet you at that vulnerable spot. If you said, "What are you looking for in a relationship?" and someone was like, <laughs> "I mean, I don't know. I just saw like, you know, 51st dates and thought that'd be fun." And you'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> I don't know, okay? I was just trying to do, like, a really topical example. A really current movie. The idea is if they respond like a goon and don't meet your vulnerability with a little bit of their own, that's all the information. No, it's true. It's true. And then as you grow and you get different, the edge changes. Totally. I definitely don't disagree with you. No, I also have another piece of advice for you. Ready? (laughs) Bring it on. I have my pen. Listen. In hand. I'm... Full of it. Good advice is what I mean. Full of good advice. The secret to relationships is vulnerable communication. Okay. The secret to life. 
Are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am. I don't see a pen in your hand. I had to put it down because I couldn't believe you were about to give me the secret okay. to life. <laughs> Are you Go ready? for it, yeah. It's balance. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you. That's no, but actually, advice, though. No, I hear that's you. That's the secret of all things. In fact, Sadie. To keep moving forward, but keeping it balanced. I really struggle with balance and... Um, Someone does. In, that's why it's the secret to life. It's, it's, it's no, not really a secret anymore. No. Huh? <laughs> but I, um, for the new year, 2020, best year in history, baby, mm-hmm. I got a candle from House of Intuition on Melrose. They have all these different big candles for that are witches, like intention setting. So yeah, it's the home for witches. Yes, Witchcraft. crystals, etc. I but wandered in there when I had left the church too. I have a story about that. Continue. I definitely want to hear it. Okay. But I bought the candle that was for balance for this year. I'm gonna finally focus on finding this was in January balance. When yeah, was I wanted this? it to be like the new year. So the thing about these candles is you you light them and then you just let them burn it takes like three days Mm -hmm. so obviously my anxious jewish mother tendencies i barely left the house for those three days but (laughs) i let that candle burn and then at the bottom there are these crystals that are supposed to like help with balance and the crystals choose you you know that that old thing but i i yeah some standard witchcraft standard wait can you tell me about when you wandered on into the witchy store? I didn't wander so much as I like ran in there. <laughs> I was, had barely stopped going to church and was honestly not necessarily looking for answers. I was more like looking for structure or like something to like have around. But mm-hmm. I grew up assuming that anything outside of Mormonism was like just really cute. Even Catholicism, I was like, oh cute. You guys found something that like works, but it's not the truth. <laughs> so very condescending. Um, but I felt the same way about horoscopes and crystals and everything of the like. So I went in there, kind of still with that mentality, almost said to the person behind the desk, help me find truth, something along those lines. <laughs> like bloodshot eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What do people want here? And they were like, well, it depends on what you need. And I was like, I don't know. What <laughs> don't I need? Yeah, I was like, one of everything. <laughs> Load it up. And then I also realized at the exact same time how expensive it is. It's so fucking expensive. To be, to be in the crystal game. I picked four or five general good wishes crystals. <laughs> this means nothing. But to me, even at the time, I was like, this is kind of sweet because it's symbolic of these things, mm-hmm. which I still do hope to have in my life. And a good reminder to, you know, seek after these things. Totally. Whatever, which is, I just said, what I just said is... A Mormon phrase. Seek after these things. Yep. What if I just started sobbing? (laughs) (laughs) It would be, this is a safe space. I keep finding little nuggets of stuff that I'm like, ooh, ooh, that used to mean something else. Yeah. Let's get back to you needing advice from me. I'm much more comfortable in that (laughs) realm. Okay, I also (laughs) But you don't need advice. I just offer those things. No, I I like advice. Um, Unless I actively don't want it. Mm. You mentioned astrology, and I just wanted to say that I'm a Scorpio. I know. Sorry. Um, and I was like, I don't identify with Scorpios. And then I met a girl at a bar once in L.A., obviously. And she was like, let me read your chart. And I was like, okay. What a fun party trick, by the way. I think I was, like, fresh to L.A., so, like, I hadn't heard that one before, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and for those of you who know so i'm a i'm a cancer rising pisces moon scorpio sun and she was like oh my god you're a triple water and also i have a shit ton of other water in my in my chart she was like you need to be very careful (laughs) is this her way of hitting on you uh well that would track I find it's fun to leave space for some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. same way that I leave space for some, there's a lot of Mormon phrases and talks and things. I don't know if you know about com- general conferences. It's yeah. not. I can't. I don't have the time to go into it. Okay, <laughs> but there's a lot of current commentary coming from church authorities regularly. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of direction, I guess, from church authorities. So from those talks, you people usually take out a couple phrases. They're all over Pinterest if you search Mormon quotes. There's just like so many things of different talks of inspirational phrases I'm and picturing those things that people have in their homes that are like live laugh love. Yes, but... at the bottom it would be like Jeffrey R. Holland. The idea is that I still keep some of those phrases around. So my prophet growing up was Gordon B. Hinckley and his wife, Sister Hinckley, was like just beloved. They're both just cute, white haired, elderly white people. And you just watch them like tour the globe and wave to crowds and give speeches and stuff. When you say my prophet growing up. So it's on a set time because you're a prophet till you die. So you have a prophet that speaks to God for the church. Do you and choose? so when I no, but when I was younger, it happened to be Gordon B. Hinckley. That's why millennials have a very specific experience in the church because we had the church when the internet started to be a part of things, and Gordon B. Hinckley happened to be the prophet at the same time. Oh, like for your entire generation? Yeah. There's so a it's prophet. just yeah, because then he passed away when I was in college. Oh. Which is really sad. But then we had um, Thomas S. Monson take over, and I remember being like, he's great he's the prophet but i think everyone okay. kind of has their one they attach it's like to. your snl cast from when you were in high school one thousand <laughs> percent your prophet growing up is your snl cast that is very very accurate yeah you just attach to your your team he had a phrase with his wife where she it was choose your love love your choice now that i'm saying it i don't know if it was gordon I think it was the same era. But anyway, choose your love, love your choice with long-term relationships and commitment and things that you you just commit to. You get the choice to choose it, and then you have to kind of keep re-choosing it. It's kind of cool. Which I really liked. But also, you can change your mind. Love languages. <laughs> <laughs> Do we speak them? Hard to I say. mean, love language, it's a very broad topic, but I did think it was worth touching on because of I felt like I learned it so early in my freshman year of college like you showed up early people are like love languages and I don't think it's a problem to examine dating behaviors and preferences and things like that but it is interesting that happened so early because we were 18 and asking each other regularly what do you want your future husband to be like what do you want your future husband to be like and you're like I don't even know who I am 100 (laughs) percent The five languages, which we haven't even said. You know what they are? Yeah. Um, Words of affirmation, physical touch, Mm -hmm. gift giving, Mm -hmm. acts of service, Mm -hmm. and quality time. Yes. That's it. There's five, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what... Well, finish what you were going to say, and then I'm really curious to know what yours are. What I was just going to say is they exist kind of differently in Mormon dating culture. Physical touch would probably be back scratches in sacrament meetings. 
you'd kind of claim your your relationship status with a little back tickle in sacrament. You know, you'd sit by your boo and then give him a little. That's really nice. A little back scratch. Yeah. Church is so long, and so sacrament's really long. You're sitting, you're listening to a variety of people speak in different talks, and the back the back tickle is really it really breaks up the meeting. It really it really brings a lot, and that's mm-hmm. a physical touch thing. I think gifts would probably be in the form, like women just give a lot. You give a lot of food. Mm. A lot of baked goods. Uh, men, that. acts of service. A lot of times you'd have your home teacher, which you don't know what that is, but no time. Uh, your home <laughs> teacher would come over and they'd leave with, can we take the trash out for you? You know, <sighs> which in college really is like, oh. I remember knowing they were coming over and being like, I gotta go take the, oh, I don't. Sick. <laughs> That acts of servicing is pretty pervasive, actually, throughout the ward. But, well, but for, as far as the love language, from yeah. every even in like friendship too, is what it sounds. Everything you've said about the whole community aspect and totally, yeah, bringing a pizza when you help someone move, one hundred percent. And then words of affirmation. You bear your testimony a lot. You're very expressive about things that are very personal to you. Even couples will bear their testimony to each other. You wouldn't necessarily bear your testimony of your relationship to your partner really quick Hmm. bearing your testimony is saying is like your spiel about what you believe in the church where you stand with your relationship with god Mm -hmm. verbally once a month mormons do that throughout the world Mm -hmm. so once every first Sunday of the month is fast and testimony meeting so you bear your testimony whatever you fast if you were dating someone you're getting serious you'd want to know that they were like a good priesthood holder this is all super heteronormative right because there's like the yeah. expectations and the role of the women and the expectations of the role of the man as they exist as just women and just men you know mm-hmm. and straight and by all this stuff so women would expect you'd want your husband to be a good priesthood holder who would bear his testimony to like you'd know that he had a solid testimony mm-hmm. and then those words of affirmation those skills just translate a lot of people do serve missions especially men are expected to serve missions you get used to listening to hear what people want from you and then kind of selling them back to something, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd been on days with returned missionaries where it just was like, they, you could see them trying not to pitch me on something, if that makes sense. And <laughs> like this is just a few people. Tongue. Yeah, because they're listening to the, what you're talking about, but because they spent so much time being so driven in this that <laughs> they can't, they can't un- plug that part of the brain so you you get talking about something casual and they want to just be like what would that mean to you to have more of that in your life um i've already taken the discussions i'm actually baptized so you don't have to like re-baptize me that expressiveness is throughout the church and i think would i would put that in the category of words of affirmation quality time actually relationship wise that's really encouraged it's mormon culture for all couples to have date night once a week very typical that it's friday mm-hmm. night but it is once a week without fail. It's encouraged for married couples especially. No matter how many kids you have, what your financial status is, everyone says you can manage a time away from the house that has nothing to do with the house or the kids. That's quality time. They, they don't put it under the phrase of love languages. I'm of doing course. that now. But right. that's also how I got most of my money growing up was babysitting Friday night because it's date night for most people. So that's quality time. That's it, right? That's all Yeah, that's it. Wow. Can't get over the back, back tickles. I love a back tickle. I mean, who doesn't? What's embarrassing is if Norm listens to this, <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Oh, that's where that comes from." I call it grazing. Graze me off real quick. That's, that's what hot. I say. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, 
the, the the phrase of the day. It's a part of who you are. <laughs> yeah. My love languages have changed over time. I knew I was getting to be older when I, mm-hmm. when I appreciated those acts of service in a different way. I know. I know. They didn't used to mean that much, and then all of a sudden, did you just help me change my oil? Could cry. So touched by that stuff. One hundred percent. Um, and physical touch. I'm not a PDA person. Do you know my standing on PDA? I'm giving you more life advice, Maddie. Take your pen out again. <laughs> it's <So>. been out. <laughs> if you wouldn't want to see your grandparents or a set of Ew. grandparents do it, don't do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because if you see an old couple or like a, like an elderly couple just holding hands, get a little smooch. Well, a little, a little, a little sitting close to each other. That's cute. If you saw your grandma sit on someone's, like, sit on his lap, whisper some shit, lick his face, I think you'd be like, all right, grandma. It's not, <laughs> this isn't an ageism thing. I know you're probably thinking this is dripping no, in problematic no, stuff. No, no, no. In fact, It's actually, more just like you want to see that cuteness in public. The extra stuff is, and this might be my Mormon stuff. I'm like, you keep, that's for you. Sure. Well, you see, my mind, uh, I'm trying to, I'm picturing all this. And I am, I would rather see an old couple be, like, cute with each other than, like, anyone my age. I'm over it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any of it. <laughs> even a, even a handhold? Ew. No, it's, Where's it's, your line? no, it's because, um, well, honestly, no, it's fine. I, I'm just jealous. No, I think right now I'm just sensitive to it during COVID. Oh, that must be nice. You actually get to, to physically touch, touch somebody else. Yeah, that that's, must be really nice. No, it's way different now. Um, but normally it's fine. I hear what you're saying. I think that's a good rule of thumb. It's not an inappropriate thing. It's not like a get a room thing. It's a, Rude. excuse me, I'm here. 100% having lived <laughs> with many roommates who were engaged while I lived with them in college, which in Mormon culture means like, you can kind of freely touch each other because it's like we're about to get married. So this is all <laughs> you love an off limits sexual scenario. I certainly do. <laughs> so this is the height of that. <laughs> because you can't you can't mess up. You can't have oral. You can't have any kind of anal, vaginal sex, whatever. None of it. Dare I say a dry hump? Dry humps aren't forbidden in this time period you still have to repent of it but it wouldn't keep you from like necessarily going to the temple oh whereas God. the other ones Just would kidding. postpone your wedding date which happens it's very embarrassing you have to call everyone you know and say hey i know the wedding dates is september 15th we're actually moving it to november oh i wonder what would take two and a half months to wait on could it be the sacrament because you got the sacrament taken away because you sucked his dick oh, okay yeah that's exactly what it is yeah. I've had, I've had that call. Someone called me and was like, "So, listen, we're just postponing." <laughs> and I had to call everyone and say, "I sucked." Basically, to non-members, they'd be like, "Oh, I hope everything's okay." You know, you just assume there's something wrong with the venue wow. or whatever. But to members, it's like, "Oh, she sucked a dick." Wow. You know what? It's gonna be. It's gonna be fine. You guys can get through this. That time period is notoriously steamy. And so I lived with these people in the steamiest times of their lives. Sounds two like hell. virgins, <laughs> two virgins, finally allowed to just lay horizontally on each other, essentially. Not everyone does this, but like just imagine. I'd walk into my apartment and be like, cool. Um, the living room is actually a common area. 
I don't know if you know this, but I can't avoid this space. <laughs> I must walk through it to get in and out of the apartment. Your bedroom, on the other hand, has a door. <laughs> but the idea was if you're in the common space, you're not going to you're not going to make a, any you're mistakes. You're not going to do something you regret. Yeah. Back rubs in the front room lead to front rubs in the back room. Hot. <laughs> That's that is the phrase. Oh, another fetish God. with the back, which I think is the Mormon erogenous zone of the year. We'll give it the title. So I, my two dominant, I think would currently be physical touch and acts of service. But I, words of affirmation have been creeping their way up slowly but surely. I think being in a newer relationship, I'm randomly like, sorry, tell me again how much you're obsessed with me, or how, how often can I get you to say that? That's the a, other ones you don't give a fuck about, or what? Wow. <laughs> no, everyone's all of them. I thought that was the rule, but you you have two dominants. And it's usually okay, the two okay. that are your dominant. How you like to give is kind of how you like to receive. That's that the usual how? rule. And that's how people can kind of figure it out is like how you give usually dictates how you like to receive. Mm-hmm. But it's not always. I mean, there's exceptions to every rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think growing up, I like I said before, mine happen to be the ones I'm the most uncomfortable with. And I think that's one of them. But I think it's because, like, if you're telling me how obsessed with me you are, like, I'm going to feel really fucking uncomfortable. But it's going to be the only way that I'm going to know that you actually care about me. Interesting. Which, that's... Do you do you often give verbal compliments? I like writing nice cards for people. Yeah. I like... Oh, yeah. You know. I'm... Becoming, I just am now putting this together, so much of a words of affirmation person mm-hmm. is my whole birthday was orchestrated yes. notes. Yes. Yeah. And that's... I got notes from all over because my close friend knew that that's what I would want. It, there's nothing like when you're having a bad day, just randomly finding an old card that someone you love wrote you that tells you how great you are. To just remind you that your existence matters to somebody. One hundred percent. Yeah. I do love an, a sweet handwritten note, and it also is nice to have handwritten. It is. It is. Are you drawn to people who are more like honest, brutally honest, tactfully yeah. honest? Yeah. Well, so I, that's yes. kind of a words thing. Too. I I am. I think. I think I also have baggage associated with these things because. Words of affirmation, I would say acts of service. Those are probably my top two, with mm-hmm. a close third of physical touch. Um, We're the same. Okay. The same, same soup, yeah. if you will. <laughs> same flavor of soup, honey. Um, and I think, especially with physical touch and words of affirmation, as I was coming into my sexuality throughout high school and even college and then into my 20s, and I was having sexual experiences with friends and you know peers and coworkers etc i noticed well i in i don't think i even really realized this until very recently but there was a pattern of pretending these experiences never happened you know hooking up with somebody in my group of friends and then like we never speak of it ever again or hooking up with a coworker, and then we just you know show up to our shift the next day and like we just sort of like act like nothing happened over the weekend were these like forbidden loves not even 
not even just a level of secrecy. I, I, most of them weren't. There was no reason to not mm. speak of them. You know what that means. You know it's coming at you. What? <laughs> You're about to be fully PDA with somebody oh, sometime God, I really soon. Hope not. Please You're tell totally me. gonna be. Call me out if I become a, just a. No, that's not a bad thing. No, but well, okay, but I do <laughs> think that that's why, for example, physical touch is one of my big ones because that is proof to me that you don't want to keep me a secret. That's proof to me that yeah. you aren't ashamed of whatever has been going on here. That claim. It's also kind of like an act of desire to it a degree, is, too. Which is my turn-on trigger, for sure. Which that turn-on trigger quiz, again, not verified. BuzzFeed style. Totally a BuzzFeed <laughs> There were pictures, thing. and you check a box. Yeah, but <laughs> he really narrowed it down. I made Norm take it. What was Norm? His turn-on triggers were visual. Look hot. <laughs> Is that what that is? <laughs> it's, it's not just like look hot. I guess yeah. It's like if something looks attractive, okay. Well, then it's like oh, I think that I could, feels too easy to I like, could be in the mood. Pick a more interesting one, Norm. I know, but you know what? I've also been in that situation where I've just like where you have. see someone walk, and you're like, yeah, I could be ready now. It won't take long. You can sit on my face. Yeah. I could go quick. No, that's true. Because it's true. the turn-on trigger. So it's not necessarily the thing that, like, draws you to somebody. It's the right. thing that you could get ready. I was on the border between the environmental option where it was, so like, that's like, the offer of clean sheets. <laughs> yeah. Does it turn you on to have your partner offer you, like, I just cleaned the sheets, lit some candles, take a shower as long as you want, and then meet me in the bedroom. I was like, no, that sounds that great. Makes, the thing is, that makes me want to go married to sleep. <laughs> Like, that's lovely, but I want you to give me, like, a massage and I want to fall asleep. I, I don't necessarily. just realized working as a professional organizer and stuff, some well-placed sheets and candles. Well-placed sheets. Well-placed. Well they have to be folded just a tad. Yeah, Incredible. I do love it. So I thought it might lean there, but instead it was, it was the desire one. Someone verbally saying, you look great, or, like, I want you. Mm-hmm. I gotta have you. Mm-hmm. That was mine. That is nice. Yeah. I really am realizing all of my loves, that all of that stuff really boils down to just feeling secure mm-hmm. and comfortable, as I said in the beginning. But I, I do wonder if they would change mm-hmm. if I was with someone that I just naturally felt really secure with. Can I, give, I just never experienced can that. Can I give you some more life advice? Depends. <laughs> Clicking. <laughs> the other the other thing I would say is we're meant to evolve, honey. We're meant to. God knows. I am nearing the end of my Saturn return though, so my evolution is near complete. <laughs> Literally no idea what that means, but really happy for you. And so mm-hmm. cute. It's so sweet that people think the stars are gonna dictate their lives. I know. Just kidding. Sweet. I actually don't uh, want to real quick <laughs> make quick, make sure it doesn't sound like I'm making fun of it. I'm not. I do actually. Okay. I like uh, astrology more and more. Actually, it's fun. I am curious about how they will evolve. All jokes aside, R- what you us. go into? Yeah. Just like love languages, sex languages, whatever. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Curious. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I also quality time is my is like my last one. Well, I think Same. gift giving, but quality time. I think it's because 
I love all my friends so much that I'm like I and I love my alone time so much. I'm Same. Like, can you just we can all see you at some point. Well, Maddie, but maybe similar. that's just because I haven't met someone I've wanted to spend as Norm's much. Norm's main love language is quality time. See, that is tricky. <laughs> yeah. Norm. Norm just really wants to be around me. Who I need, can blame the guy? I'm just kidding. I'm just to make it sound like I can't can't get farther away from him. <laughs> but that's not true. No, he's such a gift. True. But that is it is interesting when you have conflicting love languages, I'll tell you. But it immediately puts people kind of in a different communication category. One hundred percent. Which yeah. allows less judgment. Mm-hmm. Because you're not thinking like what is what do they want from me? They're never happy. There, this we have tension here, or we always have miscommunication here. It like allows you to really be empathetic to what someone's needs are, yeah. By giving it this weird title, even though in reality there's probably a million versions of love languages, oh, yeah. and whatever. But having it be boiled down to five, and then understanding like and any yes, type of relationship totally. is important because you get to see like how people like to express, mm-hmm. and then help prioritize like how you express it back to them. Also, hearing about how. It- it connects to the church too. It's interesting. I uh, those are my principles. interpretations. I think they totally go hand in hand, mm-hmm. but there's probably so many different takes on that. But to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, that's a Provo dating tool, honey. But in reality, I think it's just helpful. It's a good tool, period. It's great. We are just out here trying to communicate better with each other. Oh my God, isn't that the key? And on that note, we took quite the tangent on this episode. We talked about a variety of things that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with love languages. What was our closing segment here? Wreck me, Maddie. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. So, okay. this The name of this segment is Wreck Me, Maddie. Because it's all things Maddie would want to get wrecked by. As in, in a good way. What's like an example Zaddy. of like a wreck me daddy? Someone who shows up to your house with Taco Bell without being asked. Hmm. Wreck me daddy. That's an example. But now we're into Wreck Just Me, Maddie. Example. Zaddy. Which is <laughs> Zaddy. Which are things that Maddie would get wrecked by. Okay, I'm gonna give one. Okay. Good lighting. Oh, wreck me Maddie. Wreck me. Lighting is everything, people. I do not subscribe to the belief that Christmas lights are just for college students. I think they are very effective in adult soft, homes. A soft glow. But it's gotta be warm motherfucking lighting. I swear to God, those overhead LED. Bright... Maddie, I wish that I had a more diverse take on this, but I am oh. 100% on board with you. Yeah. I will turn off most overhead lights. Yes. Have since the beginning of time. Yep. It's offensive. Offensive. Literally wreck me in a bad... It wrecks me. It also, wrecks me. There are people it doesn't bother. Like, most of my roommates... my A lot of my roommates have called me a cave troll in the past because they Maddie, think I same. like it dark. Did you know that they no. used to joke about my cave in, uh, Come in on. college? It's warm. Also, like, I'm not reading right now. If I'm reading, I will have a nice warm light close to the book. But uh, let not me set the mood right. 100%. We need a Sadie. We need a Sadie adjacent segment for Wreck this. Wreck me, Maddie. Sadie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Maybe, maybe. Ba- baby. Baby me, Sadie. Baby. Sadie, Sadie would baby. Sadie would baby it. <laughs> That's probably more. One point, since I do have the tendency to nurture things to death. What would Sadie nurture? What would I nurture until it died? It's like Sadie would from of mice and men. <laughs> I was about to say, Lux comforter. 
When you say you would baby it, do you mean like you would take really good care of a good comforter? Like you would get it dry cleaned? You would... No, I would never pay to have a thing dry cleaned. Like, so do you then know how I expensive don't... that shit is? <laughs> no. What would I... What would I baby? You know what I would baby is some uh, oil paintings. Mm. I love an oil painting. I love an abstract or yeah. modern. Oh, you and would you get that shit in a shirt? <laughs> I probably would. I would God. just like love to have. That's my wealth fantasy. And I would probably insure them and baby them. And I do imagine myself. Don't touch I, yeah, maybe little a little lights, bit. Maybe. Lights above them? Oh, for sure, because those are really cheap, actually. Yeah, you can get those lights like, for nothing. I don't like the idea of owning anything priceless or unique because I would, I fear it getting destroyed. Art pieces that speak to you are so unique and like they're worth that money. Anyway, what if I just started crying about this? What if this is a podcast of me just being moved by my own voice? Girl, I have a list of things you've given me advice on today so the next episode i will be giving you unsolicited advice i'll take it i think we should both start our own cult and see which one does better and then maybe have like cult mixer i love it (laughs) that's our show thank you for listening refreshments will be served in the cultural hall now do us all a favor please and go touch yourselves The Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Sharton. Original music by Madeline Sharton. Produced by Shannon Egan. Please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at missionarypodcast or visit our website at missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org.